0: Deep-sea mining could be given the green light as early as July this year due to a two-year rule triggered by Nauru and NORI, a branch of the Metals Company. A two-week meeting of the International Seabed Authority wrapped up in Jamaica last week, with 13 countries now taking a stand for a moratorium or an outright ban on mining the ocean floor. But despite all of the opposition, a legal loophole could still see mining begin in the Pacific Ocean pretty soon. Kuroi Hawkins spoke with Diva Amon, a marine biologist and the co-lead and director for a Caribbean NGO called Species. She's also a scientific advisor to the Benioff Ocean Science Lab at the University of California, Santa Barbara, USA. Kuroi began by asking Dr. Amon why she thinks mining should be forbidden in the deep sea. I mean,
1: I think there's a couple of reasons that it's important that we don't mine the deep sea, um, especially right now. So what we're seeing happening globally in international waters is this rapid and unrestrained expansion of mining activities in the deep sea. Keep in mind that there's been no mining yet, so all of this is exploration, but it certainly is in mind with perhaps turning to exploitation in the future. So let's start with why is the deep sea important? I mean, the deep sea is this remarkable reservoir of biodiversity it's home to near pristine and important ecosystems that have everything from dumbo octopus to yeti crabs to sharks that can glow in the dark. And this biodiversity is critical for um, undertaking many functions that lead to ecosystem services that you and I and everyone on the planet benefit from. So that's things from, you know, links to fisheries that billions of people rely on, helping to regulate our climate by sequestering carbon and absorbing heat. Uh, It potentially could unlock um, solutions to some of the greatest challenges to face humanity in the future, like antibiotic resistance and new medicine. Really, we have so much to gain from the deep sea. And these impacts that we're talking about from seabed mining are potentially going to be on enormous scales. Enormous spatial scales, as well as irreversible time scales. That's the main concern here: is that the scales of this activity are really just something that we've never seen before. Um, in the clarion Clipton Zone, which is where you know some of the most uh, mining activity potentially will take place, there they're prote- projected to be about six million cubic kilometers impacted if all mining is undertaken in the way that many would like um and when we're talking about the damage you know these ecosystems are ancient ecosystems and they do not recover easily their time scales are completely different to the time scale that you and i are used to and so we these ecosystems will require millions of years to recover and that's you know according to or i'll say that ultimately that's irreversible damage
0: now turning to the isa
1: meeting this 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 meeting to your knowledge what's been said and w- how likely is it that we see mining beginning this year with the metals company and with with Nauru's triggering of the two year rule so in terms of the meeting what's being discussed um you know from the outside i just returned from there from the outside it looks to be very procedural you know Um, We, state delegates and observers, have been going through the text of the exploitation regulations, so the regulations to allow mining, and basically going through line by line to make edits, so very procedural. Um, But behind the scenes, you know, in the corridors, outside, et cetera, et cetera, there have been many, many important discussions about how do states deal with this issue of the two-year rule this has never happened before and to be honest there is a lot of confusion and lack of consensus on what is the best path forward to deal with it um this is essentially history being written here so there are a lot of still a, bit, a lot of big question marks around that um, and you know what is going to happen when that two-year period expires in july and if the metals company were to submit a plan of work, but there certainly does seem to be this growing group of countries that are, you know, being very vocal about the need to not rush into this industry, to take time, take precaution and think things through. And so we've seen now 13 countries declaring the need for a moratorium or a precautionary pause or a ban on deep seabed mining. Um, and so it really shows that there are countries in the room very concerned about what might happen later this year. But 13, 13 isn't a big enough number to bring about any kind of a moratorium, is it? There's more countries in this ISA group. Exactly. So there are current there are 187 countries plus the EU. And so you're quite right, 13 is still a very small number. But it's hoped that um, even if countries aren't necessarily stepping up to declare a moratorium or pause or ban, many are going to step up and say, hey, unless or until robust regulations for mining are in place, no exploitation should be allowed. And there are way more countries committing to that. And that's pretty critical because the metals company has said, that they intend to submit a application for exploitation in the second half of this year.